Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm sitting here with Dr. Gina Locke. Gina, thank you for being here with us today. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to get to experience someone with like-minded thoughts about strategy and working with clients with the same feel that we have. So, Yes, ma'am. For those who are not familiar with the work you're doing, let them know about yourself. So I am, first of all, I'm a PhD that was in education for 25 years with that Western science stuff. And I was strictly Western science. I was all the way. You talk about seeing just how much of a structured black and white it's this way. And I was into assessments. Assessments were my baby. They were my thing. I taught them in licensed professional counseling programs and loved it. I used them extensively in all my programs. I did. I've taught a lot and I've been in counseling. Um, I've done student services and program administration for lots of free and reduced low income type programs and developed programs for students at risk and students who had needs. So it was my big thing was to like go in there and do all this. And the more I worked for all these years, the more I found there was some missing pieces. I could get in there and I could, you know, everything was there, but then there were these pieces that were missing that were really hindering the students and hindering my clients and hindering me. Um, and I had something happen in my life, which was a near-death experience at, uh, I'd had a couple before, but this last one was like, I couldn't explain it away again. Mm. I, you know, something happened that was like when somebody witnesses it and it wasn't a suicide attempt or anything, it was just a really freak accident mm. that didn't happen. That should have happened and you shouldn't be alive and you are alive and there's mm. nothing wrong with it. was one of those deals and the highway patrolman witnessed it and videoed it. And then was freaked because wanted to know who I was and how did I do that. And I had no way of talking myself out of this. There's a whole lot more to this than what I've been giving it. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I really revamped what I was doing in life and how I was doing it. I knew there were missing pieces. I knew I felt empty and I knew I felt like I was always missing something. And I started exploring some Eastern modality stuff, some energy healing. And I ended up working and I did a lot with it. I'm certified in a whole bunch of Eastern modalities, emotion code and a bunches of others, lots of EFT tapping. But with that being said, it, this thing called human design showed up in my life. And I went to, I decided I was going to go to this retreat with all these women. It was just 12 women, a small group, but it was at my favorite place in the whole world. It was in this New Mexico desert. For, for five days. And I thought, I don't care about going to retreat, but this is a great cost to get to go spend five days in this place. <laughs> <laughs> that was my purpose to go spend five days in this place that I thought was heaven. Mm -hmm. And I went and I attended the retreat. And at the retreat, it was, I didn't know anything about human design to speak of. There was a person named Karen Curry Parker and her partner who does Grace Point, Grace Point Publishing. They were there and Karen actually did human design readings for everybody. And I didn't know really who Karen, Karen Curry Parker was. Now I know she's one of the top human design people in the world and she didn't do readings anymore. Mm. But so I walked in to do have my reading and she said, cancel the rest of the meetings for the readings for the afternoon. She's, this one's different. And I wow. just sort of sat down and she spent almost two hours talking and looking at this chart. And in the start, it told everything there was about me. And she just explained my life to me and any of the obstacles and even at the ages and where they'd come up and why. And I left that crying because somebody heard me for the first time in my life. And she didn't know me, but she heard me. She felt my soul. And all she'd done was read a chart. 
and I started exploring it, you know, I had to explore it more. I had to mm -hmm. learn more, explored it. And I really found it was the missing piece. And I saw when I look, go back into do teaching, I use as much as possible to meet all of the five types of human design to meet their needs in a classroom. And we're really, it's, when you combine it with your Western science stuff, that's really great. You know, Bloom's taxonomy is extraordinary. It's fabulous. And you start looking at the different models that are out there, but human design adds a whole new feature to it that gives you some way to look at it. And even if you don't know someone's design, you can teach to each of the designs to provide them a way to do. You can use counseling in a way to do it. And I found it, so I loved it. And as I say that, uh, anybody wants a free human design chart, they're available. I offer them just, uh, it's on my website at Gina, J-E-A-N-A, L-O-C-K-E.com. This is free human design chart. And I'll send it, to, you'll send it to you. Every chart looks the same in the sense that all the squares and shapes and triangles are all in the exact same spot. All the numbers are in the same spot. And what's different is where those are located and some of the things about them. So that's a longer than 15, 20 minute podcast. <laughs> but uh, everybody's, and I give you a little bit of information about yourself and tell you a little bit about yourself when you do it. It helped me love me for the first time. I was 60 years old when I had this happen. And oh. for the first time in my life, I literally started loving me. It's been six years and it has totally helped me look at people differently. And instead of wondering what's wrong with me, I now say, oh, it's me. I'm a manifesting generator 3-6. They might be a projector 2-4. Oh my goodness. They're such a great projector 2-4. <laughs> it just, it, it gives you a whole new perspective of loving someone because you can see how they're uniquely energetically designed by source. So, so you mentioned that you had accomplished so much already, but but you felt like something was missing. And of course, you entered into this discovery phase. But prior to that discovery phase, you know, feeling as though something is missing, what what word of 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 encouragement could you provide to that individual that maybe feels that way that they don't know what the missing link is, but they certainly know something is missing. I would say that that I did feel that way, and I didn't know what the missing link was when I went into it. I found that there, the pieces that were missing was that each of us are so uniquely wired. And while we all can say to each other, and I'm sure you say this to clients, please don't compare yourself to someone else. There's this whole wheel for society comparisons. We get compared in everything that we do. And when you really get to into looking at your human design, you can totally grasp why you are so completely unique and your design is a critical component of the success of our society. We need each of us to be who we are instead of trying to be the one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And from my end of it, what I found on it was, was I always felt like I was less than. I always felt like I didn't know quite enough. I never understood it. I, I'm like, I never felt successful. I never felt like no matter how many degrees and how many certifications and oh my, do I have degrees and certifications out the kazoo? I still am picking up degrees and certifications. <laughs> I'm certified in human design in all kinds of ways now and in other fields as well in energy work. But I will say to you is that I realized that, but my human design profile explained it. It's that I'm a three. I'm an explorer and I'm an experiment. I'm a six. When I got to that age of that 
that in that 50s, 60s age, I, it, it, I was driven to give back and contribute to those who were coming behind me so they wouldn't make the same mistake, so that they had the opportunity to know what I didn't know and to use it efficiently. I really understood that that manifesting generator who was busy, 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 and had been criticized by her family her entire life. And many of her coworkers would be like, why can't you just stop? It, I realized it was just how I was designed. And be able to stop and recognize how to use that energy in such a positive way. So mm -hmm. the last part was, I didn't realize what was missing until I understood how I was wired. And all of a sudden I liked me. I liked, I could look back at my, from, from, from until I was 10 years old and mm -hmm. I could see exactly what I had done that was perfect in my design. I could look back, I had the advantage of that with my age in my twenties. Mm -hmm. And I can see exactly where that came from in my twenties to my thirties, before we go into that Saturn return that everybody talks about, you can see just exactly I could see the critical point in my life where I turned and went into from this one stage to the next. It was like you could see every component of what my design had been and why I had had to do it. I could even see the pictures. In my near-death experience, I literally saw these little video clips of a trailer of a movie clip of me, just of me. And I could mm -hmm. see these little movie clips in it. And in these little movie clips, it was like I saw all these pieces and it was like, how do they fit together? Mm -hmm. And human design explained it when I understood human design. And There's now I get, I get to explain it to others now. So yeah, the what you're explaining reminds me of, of this quote that says, you know, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so often individuals aimlessly walk almost trying to find their purpose. Uh, but having the awareness of who you are really helps. Something mm -hmm. powerful that you mentioned was that you know, up until, you know, this, you, you're about 60 years old, where, mm. where you realized, hey, there is a real purpose in my life. And, and yes. this is what it should be. Talk about if, if you can talk to that individual who may be listening right now, that is in their you know, late 50s, 60s, or, or maybe feeling as though they're going through a, a what is called as a midlife crisis. Um, you know, talk to, to that person, what strategies could they implement to know, hey, you know, the best years are, are still ahead of you. And with fairness on it is that midlife crisis thing, I, I could look at each of those different segment periods of those critical time periods, that 30 to 35, that 40 to 41, that 53, and then going on to this next one so that you have that are time stages that we each get to go through and we get to stop and look at ourselves and we get driven inside to be like, is this all there is? You know, am I supposed to do more or am I like missing out on life? There, it depends on how you look at it. Is my cup mm -hmm. empty or is it that I'm not fulfilling it? And I could look back and see how all of those pieces of my life had helped me become who I was to be so that now I had what I had to share in a way that probably no one else does in the whole world. I have all the Western science stuff and I have all the Eastern science stuff and I know how to combine the dots on it. And it doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter if you're 28 and you're struggling and you're going, what's my purpose in life? It's, it, it is so helpful to have an understanding of how it is those uniqueness are. When you hear your human design reading, I've only had one person ever and I, they must have given a wrong birth time. It's only they, they didn't know their birth time. So mm -hmm. they guessed. But with fairness, I, it was the only one out of hundreds and hundreds I've done who hasn't walked away going, oh, oh my God. Mm -hmm. 
God just talked to me. Just like, oh my, it was like a, a whole being of like, I just got to hear all about me and what the parts that were hard and challenges and why they've been challenges and how they've been here to help me become bigger and stronger and have an opportunity and be able to show the, how obstacles can become opportunities and to change that. So saying that to you is that lostness was and that feeling is it isn't too late. I can honestly say I have many, many years ahead of me that I will be able to contribute. And I have many, many years ahead of being able to do stuff. We have a whole different time span of how we look at the world now and life now. And our opportunities to do things provide us these skill sets that we bring to the table. It, it doesn't give you your job description in the Western science terms, but it does give you your job description in terms of mine was, my job description concept was the cross of consciousness. And cross of consciousness is all about integrity and ethics. And it had always been my top priority from the time I was very, very small, that ethics and integrity were my top thing, no matter what. They were the most important thing in my world. And it bothered me to, I could feel the energy of somebody who was not ethical. I could walk into the room and feel it. And they knew I could feel it. And it created a discomfort for them around it. But I didn't understand it till I understood this whole energy concept of it. So my whole purpose in the world is to bring those experiences that you've already had and use them in a logical way to help the world be a better place. However that is, it's not a job description, but it certainly gives you an understanding of why your values are where they are and why you're driven in the way that you're driven. Uh, honestly, when we initiate the year, we hear so many people talk about New Year's resolution mm -hmm. and some individuals either A, create New Year's resolution or set goals and other individuals may simply opt to select one word and this one word anchors what they do for the entire year. Where do you find yourself leading on that spectrum? Are you more of a New Year's resolution person or one word? I can honestly say I use a word each year. My word this year was magical. It showed up in December, huge, big time. The word magical, I was doing some work and all of a sudden it just kept going. As a matter of fact, it's on a sticky note that I wrote right here sitting in front of me. And I also use the not the thing of called New Year's resolutions, but I, I, too, I do believe that if we set our intentions on what we desire and we keep our Every time something comes up, we refocus back to this is how we want to feel when this outcome occurs, that we can keep our vibration staying in the place of that's the feeling we want to experience. And we stay away from keeping ourselves stuck in that low feeling of anger or being mad. Don't, does it mean that you should never feel angry or should never be mad? You need to let those feelings go on through. But if you can refocus on that, I'm looking forward to this. I'm, it is not as much on the intentions. My intentions are more that I set personally and I help my clients set are those big things that they seek to have happen and feel and experience in their life. If they want to feel joy, how can I spend each day looking for one thing to have joy? What can I do? One thing to have joy today and providing that myself that opportunity instead of saying there's no joy in my life. This is a terrible world. They look for one way to have joy. They look for one way to do their portion of what they can. And we set actually galactic dreams and turn and work on those in pieces. I actually do energy healing to help remove the blocks that helps them let go of this thing that may be holding on in the past. But to be really fair about it, it's a big combination of lots of different assessments, including human design, which is key, 
and because human design gives you how to make your decisions based upon mm. your type. So for me, I know how I make decisions now. I can look back in my life and remember when I made decisions correctly and how good it felt. And I can remember when I made decisions based upon this standardized society stuff that says to do and how bad it felt when it didn't work. So it's helped me understand how to help others use that. Here's how it feels when it's right. And even though society may not always like it or they may not approve. And if you were to even stop and say, does every single person in the world approve of me being a human design certified specialist, a master coach? No, they don't. Mm. But I don't mind that anymore. It doesn't bother me. I don't need everybody to like me. I don't need everybody. I only need those who feel drawn to go explore this whole thing and then have that support, that mm -hmm. support group to be able to help them meet their own strategies and meet them, meet their own successes, them meet their own outcomes where they feel joy and to be able to provide that support. When I read your website, it was like, oh my gosh, this guy's my my soulmate <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that very much so uh before we get ready to conclude here um you know you mentioned you're you're somewhere in between or a combination of uh setting goals and uh one word for the year my question uh -huh. is if you could put one word that encompasses your whole life's work what would that one word be um Intuitive. I can honestly say when I have allowed myself to intuitively do what I'm guided to do, like if I do, I said a prayer of intention before every class I've taught in my life, before every, before we started, before anything else, I set an intention for everything to be for the highest and best for all of those who have this experience. And if I just let my intuition, just let that higher wisdom come through me, and I don't try to convince myself to not say this or to look like to be, I have to be this way, or I have to do that way. If I will just let it show up, it will always be what is for the highest and best for everyone, always. And it's when I stop and I try to determine that was not a good word to use, or no, I shouldn't have done it that way, or oh, you provided too many um, techniques for your students to be, a, I, I taught psychology mm -hmm. a long time, for a long time. And I always gave multiple ways for them to be able to do their processes and it would be other teachers would say you give them too many opportunities to be successful and I'm like each of them learn they each learn differently mm -hmm. if they learn it I don't need to be able I don't it's up not up to me to judge how they learn I just mm -hmm. want to provide them an opportunity to learn and to use this information for positive things so from my end of it when I intuitively did that I, it was very successful it's the same thing in the work I do now so I'd say using my higher wisdom intuitively to allow it to come through instead of trying to think what society going to like and are they going to approve of me and that type of thing for those who are listening and want to get connected with you how could they do so so it's uh, my website is gina j-e-a-n-a -A, like a pair of jeans with an a on it and l-o-c-k-e dot com or it's at dr gina lock on Instagram or Facebook or any of those places. Awesome. Dr. Locke, thank you so much for being part of the program. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come on. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am.